0: This is a crowd podcast. Pressure's on for that reason as well. He can't be sleeping on Charlo. He can't underperform. Is there any buzz about this fight back home in the UK so far? Because I'm ready for whatever. I'm a motherfucking lion. This is different, and you
1: will see. So, George, my question to you is what animal could beat a lion? Let's get on with it. I'm
0: George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? I'm really good. Do you know what? It's almost my bedtime, but what's it like for you? Oh, mate, have I got a fine coming my way?
1: Um, I'm 50 minutes late here because I got the times mixed up. I forgot we're eight hours when we agreed to to do this. Eight hours and I fucked it and seven. But in my defence... I was awake at 3.30am this morning because of the jet lag. What's
0: going on? What's it like in Vegas this week?
1: Yeah, so it's Las Vegas. It's Canelo fight week, of course. He's fighting Jamel Charlo. uh, The undisputed light middleweight champion is moving up. Uh, and challenging Canelo for his four belts at super middleweight. I must say, though, George, the buzz. I've been coming here for 10 years now, Vegas, do- covering fights. The buzz is not what it's been like before.
0: Is that because the biggest star in world boxing is not American, he's Mexican? Very good question. I think there is a bit of that. I think there's always been
1: a bit of that with Canelo. and he, But he has then harnessed his massive Mexican and Spanish-speaking following. So, yeah, maybe there's a bit of that. Maybe people feel like Canelo is on the wane a little bit He's had his last fight was obviously John Ryder in Guadalajara. The one before that was a Golovkin fight that he didn't really impress in. The one before that, he lost to Dimitri Bivol. Uh, and then before that it was Caleb Plant. He won well in the end, but again, not vintage performance. So is it, are we just seeing someone who's just sliding out like their peak, they're past the peak. Yeah, we we saw that purple patch he had at super middleweight. Is he just on the wane a little bit? And is that reflected in the in the buzz or Mm, lack of buzz. I'm interested, George. Is there any buzz about this fight back home in the UK so far?
0: Well, not really. Big news over here. Caroline Dubois headlining. And uh, and Ellie Scotland the Cockney, is defending her world title. Of course, uh, this week's episode with Jai Opetayai, I, a I is out. He defends his title in London this weekend. So we've got a bit of boxing going on over here. And it, to be honest, yeah, there's no one's going crazy for... For stateside. Where there is the fight? What hotel? So is that the T
1: Mobile Arena, which is the sort of purpose built arena, which kind of opened just back end of Mayweather's career I think certainly start of like Canelo's big Vegas nights um, just off the strip behind what used to be the Monte it's now called the Park little pocket just behind like New York, New York and it's kind of emerged now as fully fledged the place to box in Vegas obviously it used to be the MGM Grand Garden Arena which was downstairs in the MGM uh, a lot of Mayweather nights Tyson, Hatton, whatnot uh, there's some tickets available pay-per-view over here on Showtime which is another little storyline as there's rumours that Showtime time we're going to pull out of boxing which would be devastating really and over there in the UK the zone have just picked up the uh picked up the rights but late in the day um so not much build up over there Charlo well known for being kind of brash and a bit outspoken and loud not so much this week and there's no sign of his twin brother Jamal the middleweight they've fallen out they haven't spoken at all during this camp he's not here and I I think probably the first fight of his career, he hasn't had his twin brother
0: in the vicinity, which is interesting. It, it, who knows how that's how that might affect him? But I'll tell you something that, that I don't know why it shocked me, but I see a picture of them two standing together. And if you had to bet which one was moving up two weight divisions, with their clothes on, it didn't look like Charlo. Is there going to be a big difference in physicality, do you think? on fight night. Yeah,
1: I think that's the big question, isn't it? Because you're right, when you look at them, Charlo looks like the bigger guy. And actually, I think it was 2015, they were both world champions. Maybe a bit later than that. But they've both been world champions at light middleweight. Canelo's not really a natural super middleweight, is he? But um, he's the one with experience there. He's obviously boxed up at light heavyweight. So the big question is, what? how's Charlo going to be with a 12-stone a bloke walking him down and landing shots? He's been used to 54-pounders. So the size is the big fascinating thing. But when you look at the two of them, it doesn't look like Charlo is going to be outsized in any way.
0: I've got our ask, deck obviously you're in Vegas what's the food scene like well funny to say that because there's been
1: some changes on the strip and the f- bit of where Fatburger was and there was like a little row of shops and like a chemist or something. That's kind of gone now because they m- must be putting a new hotel there. So fat burger has gone. I haven't seen Charlo hanging around there. <laughs> the food, George, in Vegas is shite. Basically, I haven't seen a green thing since I landed. Genuinely, like the greenest, the closest thing I got to green was like a little chopped up bit of onion in an omelette. You know what it's like. It's, it's like everything is tastes like it's been washed and then just had salt added to it to try and make it taste tastes nice. So, um, so I did the um, the press conference on Wednesday. Like Canelo did the whole presser in English. First time I've ever seen him do it. The whole thing was in English. Didn't speak a word of Spanish the whole time. And there was a funny little exchange between Charlo and Canelo. Canelo in like impish, funny mode yesterday at the presser, and this is what he said. Canelo, your response. He says, don't overlook his power. Don't overlook his experience.
0: I never did. And I never do with any fighter. I know what he's going to bring. And I'm ready, believe me. I'm being in, in the ring with all kind of fighters. You had a great opportunity, and you have fought. You will see. The, you you will fought see.
1: some of the best in the world. That's cool. Yeah, we we, we know. Yeah.
0: I understand that. Everybody in the world knows and you I fought I, the best ha- fighters, You have a lot of skills, but I know I don't. I don't mind on that. You have a lot of skills, but you do this, too. You got some skills. This this about, is this, this, this is different, and you will see. You tell us why
1: they need to tune in the Showtime pay per view on Saturday night, and why Jamel Charlo is going to win that fight.
0: Because I'm ready for whatever. I'm a motherfucking lion. So,
1: George, my question to you is, what animal could beat a lion?
0: I've actually looked this up, Deck. I know there are... There's, there's a few options we got on the table, right? So, obviously, rhino, crocodile, um, porcupine. Could be any of those. Any of those. Giraffe what is the most well-classed attribute that Canelo Alvarez possesses?
1: I thought maybe they're a type of snake, like if you've got a really really poisonous snake it could just run up on a lion, bite it on the leg and just clear off because they're pretty elusive I reckon a snake could take a lion here's one though George, would a polar bear beat a lion, if it was on like a glacier or like a snowy field, would the polar bear beat a lion?
0: Polar bear is one of my favorite animals, Dick. Uh, I, I wouldn't dispute it. It can punch through eight feet of snow. You know, incredible power. Incredible. Probably the strongest bear. Polar bear in Vegas, different thing. Maybe it can't, you know, can't operate at full Respectful function but um, there's a good shout and another thing um, I spoke to Jamel Charlo caught up with
1: him after because in the press conference Canelo said that what his main motivation is here is trying to prove Jamel wrong because Jamel has never uh, rated his ability which I found very strange I don't know if he means it Like it's, it's as if he remembers Jamel disrespecting him years ago and now he wants to make him pay for it which is surprising so I asked Jamel Charlo what he thought about that suggestion uh, I mean, I feel like that's the way he just felt like he needed to let y'all know that he was motivated. When you're the best in the world, you're supposed to have some doubters. You know, I don't know how well he take it because, you know, he is such a, uh, you know, phenomenon in the boxing world. So I think that Canelo understands, you know, but if that's what inspired him and motivated it, so well be it. He had to get ready for the fight. The fight is already here. And um,
0: if I'm going to feel the power. Let me feel it. I'm going to feel his skills. Let me feel it.
1: Did you ever fight anyone? Like with that, is that enough motivation for you? Just trying to prove one person wrong? Like, do you really buy that Canelo cares that much about what Charlo said about him in the past?
0: Never really been to a point where someone hasn't given me enough credit, like one individual, but I did it to Frotch and it tied him in knots. And I, you know, I just didn't give him enough credit. Didn't give him the respect he deserved. And sometimes you got to with these international superstars. But um, for me, it was just no, like, there was times where no one thought I was going to (laughs) win. So I had to prove it to everyone. Absolutely everyone. But, yeah, maybe he's got some reason to motivate himself, I'm sure. It must be tough. Motivation must be the hardest thing for... Canelo Alvarez who's been in mega fight after mega fight why is this fight different to any other fight that he's had and he's he's been through the mill and you know people are telling him he's on the slide now so he doesn't want to believe that he's got to find an added oomph to get up and do it because otherwise he's just want to be on the golf course he's so relaxed
1: in this fight he's so relaxed he's been here before so many times it's just like another night at the office whereas for Jamel he's been waiting for this moment his whole life he's been gunning for Canelo for years he wanted a fight of this magnitude but do you think a lack of activity will cost him in this fight?
0: Canelo's just been that star that sort of is happy to go up and down divisions and you know he's fought as high as the number one or arguably one of the number ones at light heavyweight and now he's fighting a light middleweight straight it must be strange for him to have the same Energy going into this fight, but the pressure is on for that reason as well. He can't be sleeping on Charlo. He can't underperform. I'm expecting the best Charlo that we've seen yet, and maybe it has took him a little while to sort of arrive and get to this point. But um, best version of himself and Sol Alvarez is going to have to be just as good as he's ever been. I think to put in what he hopes to be a dominant performance, you know, performance to prove that he's still the man, the man in the you know in world boxing. Any any changes in their teams like there's no there's no significant changes from either man this week.
1: Jamel Charlo's trainer is Derek James, obviously who suffered that crushing defeat with Errol Spence against Terence Crawford. He's had one Guzman uh, as part of his coaching team. He's, Jamel says he's, it's been like learning Spanish, not just because he has to speak that, but because it's just learning something new. Is that a good idea at this point ahead of a fight like this? Or will Guzman just add that little bit of seasoning or something different that he needs to just perform out of his skin and like he hasn't done yet Um, he's been very relaxed and like I say not the barking obnoxious Charlo that we've seen before he's very chilled it's probably because he ain't starving hungry and will that extra bit of weight will it slow him down will it affect his athleticism or will it give him more power will it give him better punch resistance whereas for Canelo we sort of know the drill because he's been here before, he knows the weight, he's performed at it so many times. He's won so many world titles here and that's why it's hard to pick against him. So I'm going to ask you your prediction, George. Couple of questions first before. Do you think that Jamal Charlo has enough pop, particularly up at super middleweight, one to hurt Canelo, two to even stop him? And if not, do you think he could be dominant enough to get a decision here in, in Las Vegas?
0: Charlo, I'd imagine he's big for the weight and I think he must have to put some grind in to get down to the one, five, four, limit that he he weighs in for his world tiles and then balloon back up he might ring walk when he fights at 154 at 164 (laughs) might put on 10 pound and this time around he's not taking that 10 pound off and what does that mean it means his legs are three rounds fresher if you take 10 pound off for a weigh-in uh however you do it that week you might take the entire week off you might uh in terms of cutting or you might do it the night before the weigh-in or However you want to do it, it's energy sapping. It will take away from... You have to be a 15-round a fighter to fight 12 comfortable rounds. Um, and if you're a 15-round fighter, then you're not the best sort of fighter over 12 rounds. It's, it's like being a marathon runner, but you're running 1,500 meters. It, it's not going to work for you. When they both get in the ring, it might not be quite so evident that you know there's 2 there's been two weight divisions between these guys. And I think he's going to have to be busy. I think... You know, I don't think he's gonna hurt Canelo. I don't think there's we've seen anything in his career so far that, that shows that he can punch that hard enough to have that sort of effect on on Alvarez, who up until this point has has taken the licks off everyone. Um and no one has ever, even like a bivol, who's dominating him in, in that fight. Sure he had to stick to a strict game plan, but he didn't see any chinks where he thought, Oh, I can get rid of him here, I'll jump on him and let a bit more go. But I don't say in a point I don't think a point to win. For the American, is that the question in Vegas, to be honest, if he does it well? I, I'm always the subscribe to that feeling. Whatever you feel when the fight
1: is initially made, whatever your gut feeling is, you shouldn't change. And it's hard when you're up here and you're in the presses and you're speaking to them and you're seeing them and you're... I, my feeling as soon as this fight was made is that it's good timing for Charlo stars feel like they're aligning for him but this week I've started thinking it's a big ask Is he, could he stop him will he get a decision I keep thinking these things I think we're going to be seeing a low output uh, low volume fight from both guys and it's about who gets the better of the exchanges when they happen and how Charlo is going to deal with the extra weight and that just basically the foot pressure from Canelo. Um, someone like Billy Joe Saunders got ahead or did well in the early stages, but always you just knew that Can- Canelo was going to catch up with him. Maybe we're due a new star. Charlo beats Canelo if he chins him. Overnight, biggest name in the sport. Speak to anyone here and everyone think Charlo, Canelo is the overwhelming favourite. Many people spoke to Brian Castagno earlier who boxed, Charlo in his last two fights, he's picking Canelo to stop Charlo. Most people are thinking Canelo on points, if not like rounds nine to 12 stoppage, because that's kind of what he does, isn't it, Canelo? Could be real egg on my face though, by, by sort of picking Charlo, but fuck it. On the subject of elite club members, George, what happens on Saturday night with our latest member, Jai Opatia? Great response from our episode with him on, on Wednesday. He boxes Jordan Thompson, defends his IBF cruiserweight belt at Wembley Arena. What happens there? Who
0: knows? Who knows? In you know, I think he's the favourite on paper. He should win. If it was in Australia, you'd make him a heavy favourite. But having to travel to the UK can upset your flow he says all the right things he looks switched on for our podcast he's still you know pedal to the metal when he got he got over here he's talking about sorting out sparring why are you sparring Jai? He's like why not <laughs> if it's there i have it and i don't know if that's just an australian mindset you know where there's always been slim pickings um uh, in terms of everything john thompson's got a chance it's a great chance you know with uk home advantage he might He might cause an upset. Uh, Elite club member Ellie the Scotney Cockney is on. She's defending her world title on the same card. I won't be there. I will be in your call, Bethnal Green, the home of small hall boxing, representing uh, Sky Sports and Boxer, who have uh, a great card. We've got Elite club members on there as well. Caroline Dubois uh, makes her first headline. Um, and she fights for the IBO world title. Videl Riley, elite club member, Videl Riley. I hope he's going to become an elite club member. We've got to get him on soon, Videl. But he fights, going for his first title, the English title, and plenty, plenty more. Callum Simpson in my in my division as well. Callum Simpson's in, super middleweight, big puncher. So it's going to be hotter in your call Saturday night than what you're facing out in... Uh, Viva Team Mobile.
1: Viva Team Mobile. Well, what that tells us, George, is we've got an absolute bumper. How about that coming on Monday where we'll discuss all of the action? Maybe a new king in boxing, maybe a new IBO world champion crowned at uh, York Hall, maybe a new British world cruiserweight champion at Wembley Arena. All of it to discuss. On Monday, uh, and then on Wednesday, George, we got an absolute banger as well, haven't we? Who we got?
0: Yeah, we have the brilliant Michael Conlon on. He's coming on to talk to us about what it's all about in the world of counterpunching. I want to know what it's like to be a counterpuncher. Uh, he's one of the best at it so um, as well as an update on his current situ and what he's up to now so this is going to be a great episode it's one not to be missed he's a guy who knows his boxing he's box at the highest level amateur and pro so I can't wait to get him on deck podcast coming thick and fast the only way you're going to make sure
1: that you get all of them directly to your phone is if you hit the follow button in your podcast app
0: right about now if they want to get in touch George what are we saying Yep. Yeah, if you want to get in touch then please reach out to us on our socials gg boxing club Uh, That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you've got something that's even sort of super special, you don't really have a social media account, but you have an email account, you can email us, ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review everywhere. that It's possible to leave us a perfect review. If you're listening on
1: Spotify, you can check out our playlist of Ringwalk, which includes our first ever bit of Australian rap on the link tree on the Twitter. Can't say fairer than that, and I'll see you on Monday, George, if I survive the rest of this week for a lovely bit. How about that?